Deion Sanders lures the top tight end transfer prospect away from the University of Utah, and a Power 5 head coach has accused Utah of using an NIL deal to steal away a recruit. We're talking about it. Today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. Hope you all had a wonderful Christmas. And speaking of YouTube and Christmas, you guys gave me quite the present by helping us reach over 800 subscribers. Can't thank you guys enough for supporting this show. We'd love to interact with you guys on social media. You could follow me at JT Wistersill or at Locked On Utes and go back and forth there or hit me up in the YouTube comments. I do my best to check those daily and respond to as many of those as I can. My name is JT Wistersill, former intern inside the University of Utah to athletic department and on today's show we're going to be breaking down some things that relate to the transfer portal nil Deion sanders some of the biggest topics in college football basically but before we do that we got to talk to you guys about our friends and the sponsor of this episode in linkedin jobs linkedin jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job free terms and conditions may apply so one of the big headlines of the weekend as it relates to this Utah football program was the recruitment of Seydou Traore. The former Arkansas State tight end had over 600 receiving yards this past season. He entered the transfer portal. His final two came down to Utah and Colorado. Utah, of course, coming off two back-to-back Pac-12 champs in a pretty good place and a really good place for tight ends. If you look at what Dalton Kincaid, Brant Keithy, Thomas Yasmin a little bit, all these guys have been able to do. But instead of come there, Traore decides to – Go join Dion at Colorado. And I think a lot of people were caught off guard for that be- just because simply, hey, look at what Utah's done with tight ends. Fred Whittingham, one of the best tight end coaches out there in the country. And you look at what Colorado's kind of doing. I believe I saw a stat earlier this uh, that Colorado's offensive coordinator um, did not give the ball to tight ends a lot last year, putting it lightly. So it's kind of like, okay, what, what happened here? Why wasn't Utah able to land, say, do Traore? And I actually think it speaks to a bigger thing and the threat that Deion Sanders is going to pose at Colorado to the rest of this conference. So I have a friend who was a, coming out of high school, was a top uh, 200 recruit, uh, four-star offensive lineman. And I wanted to ask him the question. Would you rather play for Utah right now? You know, set the scene. As we said, back-to-back Pac-12 champs, going to be back-to-back Rose Bowl appearances, very stable program, or go join Dion at Colorado. And he said very quickly he would rather go play for Dion right now. And I was kind of surprised by that, but he explained to me the excitement of having Dion over there. He thinks it's an opportunity to really do and create something special. And just the fact that you could go over and play for Dion Sanders carried a lot of weight for him. And I think I understand that, and I think I understand why a lot of guys want to do that because – Dion's the kind of guy, I think, just from what we can gather, when you get in a room with someone as charismatic as Dion, I think it's hard to turn him down. I think it's someone that the players who play for him, they understand how great of a player he was. The parents obviously understand of these kids, too, how great of a player he was. Dion commands respect whenever he walks into a room. He has a big personality, and he is a We've done a really good job, too, at, at Jacksonville State now coming over. He has a chance to do some special things with Colorado, and he's just one of those guys that whenever he walks into a room, he lights up and you listen to him when he talks. And I think when he gets to these recruits, a lot of times they're going to end up going with Colorado because of his big personality. I think they look at him 
and they see an opportunity to do something really exciting, to build something from the ground up with one of the all-time greats in NFL history at the cornerback position, or honestly, just one of the all-time great NFL players. I think it's going to be really fun to see how Utah and USC for another year, I guess, and just all the Pac-12 schools, kind of this battle for recruits. You can look at like the more recent success they've had. We talked about Utah for a reason. Utah has been the most successful program in the Pac-12 over the past few seasons. We know the amount of conference championship games they've made it to now coming off back-to-back conference championship wins. They're in a great spot, but they're not as, for lack of a better word, as sexy of a destination in terms of the glitz and glam that comes with playing with Dion. There's going to be a lot of games that Colorado is going to play that'll be on national TV because it's Deion Sanders and people are going to want to watch Deion Sanders on national TV. And that's the thing. They want to watch Deion Sanders. Yes. Watching his son is great. There's other really good talent there that people are going to tune in and, but people want to see how Dion's going to want to do in his first year in college football. The biggest personalities are the head coaches. They're the ones that stay year after year that are charged with building these programs and become such integral parts, because especially when you make it big, you don't really change as much. We know with the guys like the Nick Sabans, the Kirby smarts, when you think of Georgia, you think of Kirby smarts, not like an NFL team. When I say the Minnesota Vikings, you think of Justin Jefferson first. You don't think of Kevin O'Connell college doesn't work that way because those guys, those college coaches are the ones who are there for the long haul versus those college players just there for a few years. And yes, there's some movement in the NFL, but for the most part, those guys are there longer. And those are the ones making the big plays year after year after year versus a place like take Caleb Williams at USC. He's only going to be the guy there for two years. And then two years from now, we're talking about, some other player at USC who's come in and taken the country by storm. So that's really the way college football has kind of changed, I feel like, or even in a lot of ways, how it's always been, right? So I just think when you put in a vacuum, a lot of young players are going to look at it and say, I want to play for Deion Sanders versus Kyle Winningham. Now, do I think that's a fair decision? No, I think right now, Kyle Winningham is obviously the better coach of the two. You look at what he's accomplished at the Power 5 level, it is not easy to win. There have been other coaches who have come in, obviously to Colorado, lots of other destinations that have carried some cachet, maybe not Deion Sanders' level of cachet, obviously, because of the rare things he was able to do as a player and just his swagger, as I mentioned, all those things, his personality. And look, he's a real, I think he's going to be a really good coach. I think he's going to do good things at Colorado. But there's been other coaches who have come in like this with a lot of hype and excitement, and it hasn't worked out. That's what I think you look at Utah, and it's like this is already an established, built program where what do we talk about so much with Utah? You can come in and you can win. And then if you're also, if you're these guys, your dream is to not just win in college, but also help your skills be developed and have an opportunity to take those skills to the next level. So you get that NFL opportunity. All these guys dream about playing at the NFL. They want to go somewhere that's going to set them up and have a chance to win. It's exactly why Alabama has been a dynasty. You look at the amount of players there who not only have won national championships, I can't remember the stat not long ago. I saw like there was something like uh, every graduating class for Alabama football players had won at least one, if not two national championships, I think going on for a long time, because simply put, they were just that dominant. That's what Alabama offers. And then how many of those guys also, the best players there were able to go in, start for two years of these four or five stars guys. I mean, Alabama's got seven, five stars this season. So we know what they can do. And then they're on their way to the NFL. So that's what a place like Alabama offers. That's what Utah has a proven track record of offering now over these last couple of years. And now they're getting higher recruits too, guys with those higher ceilings than some of those other lesser known players. No one was talking about Devin Lloyd when he came here. Yes, everyone was talking about Clark Phillips when he came here. That was a big one. But guys like Devin Lloyd, other guys like Zach Moss, still really good recruits, but still did unbelievable things at Utah. There's, there's a lot of guys who have come through this program that have been able to take their level to play to the next level, basically. And I think it's something that makes this program really attractive and why I think you see a lot of guys who the most important thing to them is to win. I think and that's why you see a lot of these guys end up going to Utah because they see a great opportunity to go in 
and win. And that's going to be the battle. I mean, these two programs, as I mentioned, when you look at Utah and Colorado, that total polar opposite standpoints, not just in terms of obviously the Pac-12 rankings, because we'd all bad Colorado was this year, but I think in terms of what they offer from a recruiting standpoint right away, Dion is trying to build something special. Utah has something special going right now. They have a lot of really good players coming back. We know they returned 17 starters for the 2022 season. They're not going to return that many next year, but there's going to be a lot of really good, talented players coming back the following season. So it's going to be really interesting. Personally, I'm someone who said, I do think Deion Sanders is going to work at Colorado simply because I think these players are going to want to play for him. And I, I understand it. I mean, guys, I'm only 22, so I can understand wanting to go play for Deion Sanders. I think it would be really cool to say, hey, I play for Deion Sanders. Now, given the choice at the moment, sure, I, I'm sure I would probably still pick Utah because to me, winning was always the most important thing. I mean, guys, I was an offensive lineman. It's not like I'm going out there running around catching passes, me personally. So I was never as much about all the kind of the hype and those different kind of things. So I probably go with the program that gave me the best chance to win. And right now you look at it, the best chance to win right away, that belongs to Utah. But Colorado could close that gap because you're going to get players who want to come in there and they're going to want to play for Dion. They're going to want to build something special and something that's going to be remembered. Because everywhere Dion goes, there's going to be lots of attention Lots of lights on him, and that's just the case it's going to be. Deion Sanders is going to be a much more popular name next college football season than Kyle Whittingham was simply because it's Deion Sanders and there's more of that name cachet there, as I was kind of mentioning. Whether that's all fair or not, I think that's the way it is. So I was not surprised to see Traore end up going with Colorado despite Utah's success turning out tight ends because I think Seydoux Traore was looking at it from, I want to join Deion because I really like kind of what's building, what's bubbling there. And look, maybe he'll end up making a mistake. I think uh, Fred Whittingham had a great response when he posted on there that um, that gif of Thomas Yasmin hurtling a Colorado defender. And Thomas is the kind of guy, speaking of, say, you Troy or transferring. If Thomas Yasmin comes back, it's just another more opportunities, more targets for a guy like Thomas since he wouldn't have to share it with a guy like, say, do Troy or a. So it's going to be interesting to watch that situation and see how it all plays out. Just like it's fascinating to see how Deion at Colorado is going to play out and we get to see how it all shapes out next year. So the transfer portal, obviously a huge hot topic in college football. You know what another one has been? NIL and Utah got wrapped up in a little bit of a doozy with Pat Narduzzi there. Um, excuse me for the joke. I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. I mean, I, you guys know how I don't go solo often. So even when I got an opportunity to make a joke, I'm still going to make it, even if I'm the only one who's going to end up laughing at him. But we're going to come back in a second and talk about that transfer portal and everything that kind of brings in some of the drama that's going on with Utah and the Pitt football program because of some accusations in a moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at LinkedIn Town Solutions. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. With LinkedIn Jobs, it's a great place for you guys to get connected with lots of hardworking individuals who have their resumes uploaded. They're ready to get the work and you get super simple and easy to set up. You go over and you can just add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions may apply. So jumping back in to this one, it's been a fun week for the Utah football program a little bit because uh, not just of obviously the great talent they were able to bring in on National Signing Day last week. Appreciate all of you tuned in for our coverage of National Signing Day. And if you want some more information on those prospects, make sure you guys go check out those S 
those episodes and see what phenomenal talent the University of Utah football program is bringing in. And they were able to add another one in a guy in Dadrian Zipper coming over the 6'1", 170-pound receiver. In his Twitter bio, he has I hate DBs, which I absolutely, I absolutely think is perfect because it kind of sums up the wide receiver defensive back relationship. Not a lot of those guys are best friends, I say, out there at any level of football you really look. You know, football is very much a community. Guys love each other. It really does feel like it's a brotherhood. But it doesn't really feel like the any many receivers and DBs are like, man, I absolutely love this guy on rival teams and those kind of things versus you do see that at some of the other positions, I feel like. But either way, it's a tangent for another day. Um, so Daedron Zipper was originally committed to Pitt, it felt like. But then things got a little dicey recently. He decommitted, ended up coming to Utah. And now Pat Narduzzi had some words a little bit for Utah football. He said, um, basically said that, he came on the air and said, we lost one to Utah that was a good receiver for us, and I think NIL had something to do with it. He added that he fears coaches and programs are lying about the benefits they'll be able to provide of an athlete during the recruiting process. He's another quote, direct quote, this one from him. I don't know if they're signing contracts that say don't say a word because it's hush hush Narduzzi said. You hear rumors and high school coaches will tell you stuff that a lot of it is hush hush and you don't hear. If you want to view those comments, you guys can head over to Inside the Panthers Fan Nation's pit page. That's where it has the quotes published from there. They're also all over Twitter. Someone who was not a fan of that statement about Utah maybe offering NIL money to bring over Zipper was Utah Athletic Director Mark Harlan. A direct quote from him from friend of the show, Josh uh, excuse me, Josh Newman, almost said Josh Furlong there. Josh, Josh, get my Josh picked up, but uh, Josh Furlong caught Josh Newman, if we can get it right this time. Josh Newman joined Mark, add Mark Harlan on, and he said, it's frustrating, and I am furious at the Pitt head coach for his comments yesterday, Harlan told the Salt Lake Tribune. I had made it very clear to my counterpart at Pitt that that's unacceptable, his counterpart being their athletic director. It's not the way we do things at the University of Utah. So once again, that's Mark Harlan talking to Josh Newman of the Salt Lake Tribune. If you guys want to view that full story there, make sure you guys head over to the Salt Lake Tribune, subscribe, and you can check out all of Mark's comments about the whole situation. And yeah, it's a dicey situation. First about Zipper, I think he's a phenomenal player, 6'1", 170 pounds, got good speed at the receiver spot, good route runner. I really like the way he tracks the ball in the air, can create some of those contested catch opportunities. And I like that 6'1 build too. You're losing guys like Solomon Enos, Devon Vele. I think you need some guys who are going to be big, a little bit bigger receivers out there since the guys like Money Parks, the Jalen Dixons, and look, Jalen Dixon obviously moving on too, but we know Money Parks ain't the biggest guy. Mikai Cope's not the biggest guy either. So Zipper's a guy who's come in and add a little bit of height to that receiver room. And I think it's going to be fun to get him in here, but that's not the story of this. It's obviously all the drama surrounding this NIL deal and Pat Narduzzi, which Pat Narduzzi is getting in a lot of trouble lately, man. He's look, he had it rough last year. The whole Jordan Addison thing has been well-documented. It seems like that USC offered some large sums of NIL money to help lure him over. I don't think anything was ever actually proven in that. If it is, you guys can come at me in the comment section, but either way, just, it feels like one of those things where it's like, you can't prove it, but like, know what happened so either way pat, pat obviously jaded by that and then this losing out on a receiver left him jaded too another thing he's was jaded about was the whole drake may situation he came on the air and said that he heard that two programs were offering drake may five million dollars to transfer out of unc which drake may came on and re refuted of, of course and look pat when he said those things he said i'm not i know of two schools but i'm not going to say who those two schools are so now it becomes all situation like who's lying who's telling the truth and it's a mess, honestly. And uh, when talking about Pat Narduzzi, I just think, look, the way college football works right now, I think there's a lot of unregulated NIL money that's going around all over the place. Do I think Utah threw crazy amounts of money at Daedron Zipper to 
lure him over here. I don't. Could there have been some kind of NIL money or something wrapped up in this? I mean, yeah, sure. We don't know. We're not in there. People and programs are going to say whatever they want. We did this last year with Alabama and Texas A&M, right? Uh, Jimbo said, go check and see how God makes his deals over there. When obviously Jimbo is dishing out a bunch of money to bring in recruits. We know Alabama's probably doing it. Just the way of the game right now, it feels like. And it's not, once again, it's one of those things we can't prove, but it's something it just feels like is really a part of the college football world. So did Utah offer Zipper some money? Yes. Did they break the bank for him? I, I find that hard to believe. I mean, I think Zipper is going to be really good, but he was only a three star is not one of the four stars or one of the higher ranked players on this Utah football recruiting class. So I don't think they would just make an exception for him out of nowhere and throw all the money at him. And we know there's reports that Utah is offering a lot of money for Walker Lions. I should have brought him up earlier too. a guy. Um, maybe that when you miss out on say do Traore, maybe you get Walker Lions and it doesn't even feel like much of a miss anymore either. But going back into this whole thing, it's hard to say with the NIL stuff. It really is. College athletics has changed so much. I think the whole reason these NIL deals were put in place is to give spotlight the athletes, the guys like, I remember guys like uh, Lamar Jackson was a guy everyone was like, man, he should be able to make money off his name, image, and likeness for what he's done in college football because he'd done some amazing things. But now it's really turned into, like you said, recruits are coming in and just getting paid right away. And it's basically turning into free agency who can offer me the most money. That was never the intention. The intention of these NIL deals when they were first put in was to reward the players for the work they've done and give them opportunities to profit off their skills and talents. And now it's kind of being used as a recruiting tactic, I think, for guys who haven't even come in yet and done a lot of those things. And I want the I think these players deserve opportunity to make money and do those things like that. But as I mentioned, they're doing they, this is why so many people say NIL it needs to be regulated. There's lots of issues with it because it is unchecked in a lot of ways. And it's become becoming a big issue because it is so unchecked and you can pretty much move money around or kind of do whatever you need to do. It seems like with a lot of these programs in order to do it. And we don't know what's happening inside or outside because of course i i don't think utah threw crazy amounts of money at it but even if they did they're not going to come out and be like yes we did so it's hard for us to say as i mentioned i don't think utah did this but we're not inside we don't know and i also think because look this feels like a situation where pat narduzzi with whatever the state of college football is in right now i don't think it's fair of him to be running around making these comments are they true that two teams are throwing five million at drake may i believe it honestly but don't say that because if you drag them down, then you're just going to drag everyone down. This is one of those things where like, if you go, if I go down, you go down with me. That's what feels like college football is right now. It's basically that one meme from the office where um, everyone has the fake guns pointed at each other. That's what it feels like. Everyone could take each other out because everyone is dirt on everyone. Feels like it's one massive, messy situation. And like one way or another, NIL money is being shuffled around and done different things. And that's why college colleges are working so hard to correct it. So it's going to be interesting to see all this shakes out, but just putting a, zipper i'll say pun intended for this one too on the daydream zipper conversation was there maybe a slight nil deal involved i mean maybe sure but it wasn't anything else it wasn't anything that no one else in college football is doing right now i'll say that i don't think Pitt is on their high horse over there doing absolutely nothing they're not offering a cent of nil money to any recruits that's just not the way the game seems to be played right now so i think that's absolutely crap i'll just say that but as i mentioned i think the bigger story is just the world of nil right now and how it's all going to shake out but the main story from this should be that you, the Utes land a very talented receiver is going to chance to have a chance to come in and do a lot of really exciting things for the football program. Instead, we got to talk about Pat Narduzzi and his comments. But now we can move on from it. Hopefully, as I mean, this was a story that really broke last Friday, so I'm sure most of you probably even forgot about it over Christmas. I didn't record an episode last Thursday or Friday, so I wanted to come on and talk about it in this show here, and that's why I'm glad that hopefully the last traction it kind of gets is 
from all of you who clicked and watched through this episode at this point, basically. So lots of fun for Utah football when you're talking about the transfer portal, talking about NIL money. But what is all this stuff for? It's for the opportunity to play in big games. And that's what Utah is going to be doing in the Rose Bowl. We're going to come and talk a little bit more about that big game being less than a week away or a week away, just a week from Monday when you guys are listening to this show in a moment. But first, we got to talk to you guys about our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis all season long. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to, of course, college football bowl season, which some of the best bowl games of the season are going to be coming up this week, all culminating to the college football playoff, NBA, college basketball. They've got it all, NHL. It's all available at BetOnline.net. They also have sports podcasts. They have everything at Bet Online. They're the easy, fastest and easiest way to get your betting info and fix in. So head to their website today. Use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Also, want to talk to you guys about the sponsor of this episode in UCCU. UCCU is offering a 15 month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. Plus, you can jump up to an even higher rate of return anytime during the life of your certificate. So, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but interest rates and inflation are both on the rise, as if we hadn't noticed. Well, here's some good news UCCU can help you use this current rise in rates to your advantage. For a limited time, UCCU is offering a 15 month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. What's a savings certificate? Is that like a savings account? A savings certificate is Similar to a savings account, both are great ways to earn a safe return on your money over time. But here's the difference. Savings accounts typically come with unlimited deposits and withdrawals. But a savings certificate, you just make one deposit, then let your money grow and grow and grow with a fixed rate of return that's much higher than a standard savings account. How much higher? Let's just say a lot higher and leave it at that. So make sure you guys head over to a UCCU branch or visit uccu.com to learn more and get a savings certificate today that has a variety of terms and options to match your specific needs. UCCU, love where you bank. All righty, coming back in to close this one out. Yeah, Rose Bowl, almost here. Utah football, closing in on it against Penn State. It's going to be a great one in Pasadena. I'm sure a number of you guys are traveling out for it. I know all you guys are going to be watching on your TVs, which would be an incredible game, a great opportunity for the University of Utah football program to really go out on the national stage and capture their first ever Rose Bowl title. I were into the wrong side. I have the flag from last year's right here. I'd love to add a championship one. They're able to get it done, and I think they have a great shot to. It's still crazy to think both these teams are down their top defensive back and top pass catcher in this one, but you know both players coming in this one, guys like Sean Clifford, Cam Rising, veterans who want this one desperately. It's going to make it a thrilling one. The coaches on both sides, James Franklin, and then, of course, Kyle Whittingham want this one for the teams. These are two teams who want it very bad. There's not going to be – any more opt-outs, I anticipate a week out from the game. So we know what these rosters are, and we're going to have a ton of fun breaking it down all week on Locked On Utes. But there's one thing we got to talk about outside the game a little bit, and that is the fact that uh, what Utah is going to be wearing. Utah decided to go with a little bit of a mix-up from last year and said they wore the white and, of course, the fantastic jerseys. It was a fun clash then versus Ohio State, the the U with the bros in it. I mean, just an absolute block U, excuse me. Um, just an absolute win by this Utah athletic department as always. And they got another win again by going with these red uniforms. So red jerseys, red helmets, white pants, keeping the Rose logo the way it was. I mean, it looks spectacular. How about the jersey reveal too? They've been holding on to it. Everyone was waiting. Then they decided to drop it on Christmas. They release it with the old ones in white, and then they drop it in red, have everyone going on there. I love that Brain Daniels got in there too. Shout out to one of the leaders on the O Block getting some love in that announcement video is you know, so often they'll let the skill position guys do it. So I thought he really deserved the spot. And 
I was glad he got an opportunity for it, but I really like the red Penn State. Um, I believe they're going to be wearing white. You guys can come at me if it's I missed it and they actually are wearing blue, but I thought it was released a while ago. It was leaked that they are going to be in a, in white. Either way, it's going to be a great jersey matchup and clash on the field. I think the red unis look absolutely icy, fire, whatever term you want to throw out. I just think they look really cool, and I'm excited to see the team go out there and rock those in what should be a fantastic game. I mean, the stakes are awesome for this Utah football program to me. I mean, they're already so high back-to-back Pac-12 champs. We know how that completely shifted their recruiting class. Being a Rose Bowl champion would completely change that too. Also, in the world of uncertainty as it relates to the future of college football, what what does the Pac-12 media rights deal look like? Is is that the best option for Utah to stay in the Pac-12? Should they go to the Big 12? Should they wait for two, the two super conferences to form? You put yourself in position for the future of college football exponentially better to me with a win in the Rose Bowl. And I know that sounds super easy, but it just means so much to a program. I think last year it was just such a win for Utah to get there and play Ohio State in a close game. It felt like such a win for us, the fans. That's where it was kind of funny. Forget how bummed the players were about it because, oh yeah, duh, they lost the game. But in so many ways, that game felt like a win for the Utah football program as a whole. We're just showing that, hey, we can play with some of the best teams in the country. Last year, that being in Ohio State and that incredible offense. And yes, that incredible offense went off and absolutely shredded the Utah defense, but still it was a close game late with Bryson Barnes heroics. Cam Rising have a good one too. Either way, a great moment for Utah. So what's the next step after making a Rose Bowl? Is to win the whole dang thing. And that's what they have a great opportunity to come in and do against Penn State. Can't wait to see how it's all going to play out because I think a win there, you want guys like Walker Lions, that's how you get them. Is you win these kind of games, you show these players that, hey, you don't just win conference championships here. You can win big bowl games, and then the next logical step after that is trying to make a run at the college football playoff, and you're going to have an opportunity to do that with the CFP expanding and putting yourself in that position to all you have to do. It's like March Madness, right? All you have to do is get in the first ever college football playoff that was, that was formed. Those four teams, Ohio State was the fourth team. They just had to get in. They won the whole thing. I think that's the message that Utah football is going to be holding in if they can get those opportunities and they would have gotten an opportunity the last two years. So it's unfortunate the change is going to be coming a, a little later after we'll, uh, we'll see what the future holds for this Utah football team. But either way, they're in a great spot and they have a great opportunity playing in a Rose Bowl that, I mean, Christmas just passed, but hey, we're going to get a great present on Monday with that incredible game. I can't wait to see how it all plays out. And hey, that's what we're talking about all week on Locked On Utes. So make sure you guys keep it here at Locked On Utes. Once again, appreciate you guys for supporting the show. And if you're in the market for a second listen every day, we recommend you check out Locked On Sports Today. It's the podcast that has the biggest stories in sports, the biggest takes of the day, the biggest game recaps. They have all angles of everything covered on Locked On Sports Today. Get it on YouTube, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to thank you guys again for listening to this one, especially as I was going solo. As you guys know, I don't do that always. So appreciate you guys for checking this one out and staying with me. If those of you that did make it to the end of the video, I do get to see for you guys who are curious. I can see um, on average when you guys do drop out the video. So I do always appreciate when I could see that go over 10 like that. I mean, I think I've had a couple before where people drop out after three minutes. So I'm like, yeesh, I need to improve the openings a little bit. But appreciate all you guys once again. Thank you for supporting this show. Hope you have a fantastic Monday, and we'll see you tomorrow on Locked On.